Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, welcome to 181. That is episode 181 of the Talking Metal Podcast. Mark Striegel joining you here today in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, sitting in my car outside of CNBC. Um, open the door here for a minute. I don't know if you can hear the birds chirping and an airplane flying overhead. But um, beautiful out here in Englewood Cliffs. We're right on the Palisades Parkway, which looks over into, I guess, the very upper tip of Manhattan, where there are no high rises and what looks like almost a forest, you know, spreading across the the upper part of Manhattan. I, I think it's basically a, a park up there. And nice, nice view. And here in Englewood, New Jersey at CNBC, I came today because I was actually uh, doing some work for my old employer, Sci-Fi. And in the CNBC building, Sci-Fi actually kind of has leases some edit space from their sister company uh, for cheap. And I've been working promoting the final and fifth season of Eureka. Got to the edit today. Uh, I didn't actually, I'm working two jobs at once. I'm also working IFC in the city, so I'm kind of like double dipping here. Got two things going on. But I decided to come here today because I didn't come uh, late last week. I was in the city working on IFC, and plus my editor had bronchitis, so I didn't want to be sitting in this little small room with somebody with bronchitis. So I came today, and man, I sat down, and he was just freaking coughing away which kind of sucks because I do need to do some work here today, but I just can't can't risk getting sick and having my kids get sick. And even as I was walking in the car, I'm like starting to freak myself out. Do I have a headache? Am I starting to come down or something? Because uh, this editor guy, he really was down for the count. So anyways, I'm going to let him work remotely, as, as we say. Uh, I'm sitting in the car trying to decide what I should do, if I should go home and work from home on some of the IFC stuff and the sci-fi stuff, which, you know, he's going to be posting for me and I'm going to be viewing. I cut spots, if you don't already know that. Promos, I do promos for cable television networks. I produce and write them. Sometimes I even edit them. Usually I don't edit them, though. 
uh, work with editors like the guy today who has uh, bronchitis. Yeah, so I'm sitting here in my car. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to go home or if I'm going to maybe fly into the city, which is not that far of a, of a ride. I just uh, shoot down the Palisades, hop on the GW Bridge, and my friend Michael Peel, who is a professional editor, is out of the goodness of his heart for the most part. We're going to hopefully hook him up with a little cash, but is is working on the Talking Metal new TV show, which I've been talking about now. Since January, it's May. Yeah, unbelievable. We still haven't finished this, but we are uh, we are continuing to edit it. And it's I just tell you as as I've mentioned to you before on this uh, podcast, or maybe on the Mark Striegel Show podcast, it's um, it's a bitch getting stuff done. I mean, we went from having a really pretty big budget for those seven episodes we did on Fuse Eight, if you include the on demand only episode. We had a pretty big budget for those, um, and we have no budget. Uh, Astronomy and myself have managed to scrape together some money, but we're talking like under five grand for this first uh, episode. I, I think it's turning out good. You know, I, I'm learning a lot of stuff, like not to shoot uh, myself from the side angle. That my nose is actually uh, rather rather ugly and uh, looks terrible from the side. So you will have a, a nice uh, look at Mark Striegel's uh, hook nose in the. I mean, maybe it's not a hook nose. It's just I don't know, man. It's just an ugly big nose. Especially, it doesn't look bad front on. It looks good, but from this side angle, which is how um, I'm shot basically in the the talking metal tv show that we're looking at not to sound freaking gay or, or or like some chick but uh yeah man i it's uh the nose is is definitely wide let's put it that way so um we're gonna work it all out and i'm looking at this bird sitting on top of the cnbc building i don't know if it's like an, an owl or i'm th- i guess it's like a falcon or something it's freaking massive man it's perching out. Yeah, I'm, I don't think it's too small to be... It's not, like, chubby enough to be an owl, but it looks like a falcon looking out over the over the uh, Hudson River there. Pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, so, welcome to Talking Metal, guys. John is not here, obviously. No show. I don't know what the deal is, man. I keep thinking we're, we're, we're you know, talking more, and then, like, John will, John will call me, like, a bunch of times during the week. I'm always calling him, and he never half the time gets back to me but uh i know it's just because he's so busy but um i haven't heard from him for a little while i've been uh trying to reach out to him because i'd love you know i think we got to do a talking metal app wouldn't that make sense like a free app that you guys could download to your your you know your droid or your your iphone or your ipad or whatever the fuck you're on i think i think it's time uh because i i really think that apps seem to be the future way as to how people are accessing the internet and uh, less people are going to to the traditional you know safari or or microsoft uh internet browser internet explorer i guess it would be right less and less people i mean obviously we all still go to those probably many many times every day but we're not doing it as much as maybe we we used to. At least that's the way I'm understanding it. And apps are are now that the tablets are getting so big are are the future as to how people are accessing the internet. True? False? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Send me an email at talkingmetal at yahoo dot com. 
So anyways, I think it's time for, for an app. I, I I don't know if we would charge people for this app. I don't really like the idea of doing that because I think even if you charge them like a dollar for the app, they end up not wanting it. Whereas if it's free, they're all the more likely to, to go get it. And, and, you know, what's important to us most is just having listeners. Um, Although maybe we would charge a dollar for it. I don't know. I don't know. We have to look into the cost of making it. Of course, the priority right now is the TV shows or the TV. Yeah, we're going to do more than one TV show, but just getting through this first one. I'm learning a lot. I I think we shot way too much footage. I think the Todd Youth interview that we we shot that we're using in this pilot is just kind of long and boring for a TV show. No, No offense to Mr. Todd Youth. But... I'm cutting it down somewhat, um, but it's still going to be long. It's still going to be like 20, 30 minutes of Todd Youth being interviewed, and I don't really think people care that much. No offense, Todd. I think he's got a great story, but I think it's just the music obsessives who are, are going to really be interested in his story. But hey, who knows? we got some great jams in there. Rob Dukes joins us for some uh, some some metal jams, if you will. Looking forward to getting those to you. Let's get into a song right now. This is Onslaught by Militia.
There was onslaught by the band Militia, not the woman from Judas Priestess named Militia. It's from the band Militia. And they have a new album out. We'll have a link up in today's show notes if you want to learn more about the new Militia album. Militia, of course, were a band back in the day. We did an interview with them, kind of a pioneer thrash band from Texas, if you will. And they are back together with this new record, which is is wild. I, I don't know if I was in a band, if I would even bother putting out a CD, a full-length CD, spending the money to press up a CD. It just seems like no one buys CDs anymore. I mean, here we are 12, 12 years later after Napster, and nothing has improved. It's gotten far worse. You know, I, I don't buy CDs. I never buy CDs. I even don't even really like getting them in the in the mail for free, to be honest. I'd rather somebody just say, hey, my CD's up on Spotify. Go listen to it, and maybe I will. Uh, but Militia is an exception because I, 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 I do have a lot of respect for these guys, and this will live on my CD shelf, which I, I as I mentioned a couple episodes, many episodes ago, I, I cleared out and got rid of a lot of my CDs because I just don't see the the use for them anymore. I do the Spotify thing for 10 bucks a month. It seems to make a lot more sense than iTunes or CDs for me at this at this point. I do miss a few of my favorite bands, not just metal bands, and you know, hard rock and metal bands like Metallica, ACDC are not on Spotify. Of course, I also miss the Beatles, the Eagles, Led Zeppelin, you know, those are those are Tool. Those are some of my favorite bands I just threw out there. I mean, I wouldn't call the Eagles one of my favorite bands, but the other ones, uh, definitely some of my favorite bands of all time, not on Spotify, and that's a disappointment. So maybe there is, for bands like that, still a little life left in the CD, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I found it interesting Iron Maiden recently announced that they may not do any full-length CDs anymore. It may just be you know releasing a song here and there. Um, and that seems to make the most sense to me in, in today's times. Why would anybody want to actually sit down and, and put together a whole CD of, of songs when you could just release them one by one? And I know there's this 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 romantic thought that, oh, the days of the CD, you know, the, you know, where you had to listen to the whole album by bands like, you know, Pink Floyd, which is also another favorite of mine that is not on Spotify. And listen, I couldn't agree with you more. Some of the early Tool records, uh, a Pink Floyd album, Led Zeppelin, even, you know, some of the great ACDC records and, and, and Metallica records, those were albums that you put on and you listened to all the way through for the most part. I mean, you could take Ride the Lightning and there's a, you know, Trap uh I like Trapped Under Ice, but you know, Escape. There's like one or two songs on Ride the Lightning that aren't up to par with the rest of the songs. But I think the idea that that albums that in back in the 70s and 80s there were every, every album or many of the albums that came out were were just great start to finish is a bunch of bullshit, man. I mean, I used to buy albums as a kid from, you know, what we now call hair metal, the glam metal if you will. And and those albums generally only had one good song on them, you know, um and we would have to for eight ninety nine or whatever a vinyl album cost or cassette back in those days, we'd have to pay for the whole thing, you know, and, and that, that really uh really sucked. So I, I, I think, you know, to return to the days of the single, if you will, uh is the smart thing. And even back when a single was a forty five, usually that B side wasn't nearly as good as, as the A side. So maybe the idea that 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 
bands used to put out these great albums that you listen to from start to finish. Maybe that's all just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, Led Zeppelin is is an exception. I mean, how many albums did Led Zeppelin put out through their entire career? I, I don't know. I'd have to go through. Let's see. Led Zeppelin 1, 2, 3, 4, the Zoso record. And then, of course, we had what? Uh, was that Houses of the Holy? Presence was in there. That's 6, right? Um, in Through the Outdoors, 7. I don't know if I'm missing anything here. Oh, yeah. Um, then there was, what, Song Remains the Same, 8. So let's say Led Zeppelin had, you know, including some of the live things, and there's been many live records. Coda, of course. Let's say they had 12 records. Um, and let's assume that maybe all those 12 records were great to listen to from start to finish. And maybe the live records really weren't, but uh, that's a whole other debate. But 12 records out of probably millions of records that have been released full length CDs well maybe not millions but definitely in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of full length CDs have been released and most of them are trash most of them are lucky if they even have one good song on it so i welcome the idea that the album will soon be dead and that we will be going back to just getting single songs and hopefully more quality songs at that Maybe the bands won't find a, a need. If they have two good songs, they won't find a need to write another six shitty songs to put on the record and, and rip us off by selling us a CD for 15 bucks. It's fucking a joke, man. CDs are... Uh, I, I can't imagine why anyone would want to buy one anymore. And I know somebody emailed in and said that, well, it's the sound quality is, is better on a CD. I could maybe see that argument with the vinyl, um, and I'm sure it is a higher sample rate on the CD, but I've never been, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It is better, I'll give you that, it is better, but I don't, I don't, I don't think, I mean, listen, when I was a kid, a real little kid, I even started listening to AM radio, and, and that was, you know, terrible, terrible sound quality, but I still enjoyed hearing you know, pop songs on, on, on WNBC here in, in New York city when I was like five years old, you know, six years old. Um, and that's how, you know, back, you go back to the fifties and sixties. Sure. AM radio is how people got their music and, and, and that wasn't good sound quality and they, people still enjoyed the music when they heard it on AM. So I'm not saying there isn't something there with good sound quality. I'm just saying your average Joe doesn't need the greatest sound quality to enjoy a song. So I don't know. And even said that, I mean, you go back to the argument with Neil Young. I mean, he thought sound quality on CDs sucked anyways. So, uh, back to Militia. But I respect these guys for making the effort to put out this CD. These many years later, Militia is still rocking out. Again, go to our website to uh, see a link to um, where you can check Militia out online. And I don't know if they're on Spotify. If they're not, they should be. But, or iTunes for that matter but uh, if they are I'll, I'll add an iTunes link in the uh, show notes for today's episode here's another little sound sample from that new Militia release this is the Judas Dream
just heard was a sound sample from Militia, brand new Militia. Thanks to Mr. Paul. Paul, thanks for the cool pick of you on the roller coaster at the Silverwood theme park. You are wearing a talking metal shirt. I love this pick. I'm going to put it in today's show notes for episode 381. A picture of Paul from Portland with a cool picture of him on a roller coaster wearing a talking metal shirt. That's awesome. Thank you, Paul for buying the shirt. Thank you for sharing the picture. Hope to get out to Portland. I actually just took a full-time job starting in June through December at a station called IFC. I'll be there full-time every day. Won't be able to double dip um, quite as much as I am right now. So it actually might financially be a little setback for me, or not setback, but, you know, less than I'm making. But it'll be, I think, uh, good to be working on just one project for the rest of the year or one station and they have a show called Portlandia on IFC. So who knows? Maybe I'll, which they shoot most of it in Portland. Who knows? Maybe I'll end up out there in Portland and uh, check that city out, doing some shoots out there. You know, when I say end up, I don't mean moving. I mean, there's a possibility I may have to run out there for a shoot or something. Although maybe not. Who knows? Thanks to James Smith for the donation you sent in. James has been one of our all-time top donators here on Talking Metal. He understands that to keep the motivation going, to keep this podcast going, you need to go to the TalkingMetal.com website and click on that PayPal link and send us, you know, send us 200 bucks, send us 100 bucks, send us 2 bucks, send us 1 buck. Whatever you can afford, we appreciate it. And James, uh, thanks for turning us on to the band Militia. Saw a while back at this point, a real interesting interview with Nick Oliveri on uh, YouTube, uh, shot by the Anti-Quiet guys. Not to be confused with Anti-Music. I like Anti-Quiet. I like Anti-Music, too. Both great sites. Add them to your favorites. And always love to hear Nick Oliveri from Caius. Uh, I guess ex-Caius lives, ex-Queens of the Stone Age, I would say at this point. Always great to hear him talk, a controversial character. We wish him the best of luck with his upcoming legal battles, which I'm sure we'll hear about on TMZ. Again, these PayPal donations definitely keep us uh, happy, keep us going. We definitely need it because we are spending a lot of money on this TV show we're putting together for you guys, which will be up on YouTube.com slash Talking Metal hopefully soon. Martin, 
over in the UK. Thank you, sir. Eric in New York State. Thank you. John in Massachusetts. Thank you. Eric in D.C. Thank you, dude. Thanks to you guys, all four of you. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your uh, PayPal donations. You make us very happy. I was looking at this band, getting a lot of press, uh, Huntress. And I'm looking at the chick, who I guess whose name is Jill Joan, Janus, Jonas. I'm looking at her, and I'm like, damn, she looks familiar. And it dawned on me. I was like, holy shit, that's that chick who somehow met up with Axel in some club in L.A., and we had her on the show, and we, we did an interview with her, and, and then, like, we posted the interview, and she said something about Axel, which I don't even think was that bad, but something about, like, I can't remember what song you wanted to hear or something or another. And then she, this, this chick, whose name used to be Tuesday, I guess it's now Jill, uh, freaked out on us and was, like, calling us throughout the night. Luckily, she only had my work number because she left, like, 15 messages on my work phone demanding that the interview be edited and the part where she spoke about Axel be taken down, which I think, you know what, today we probably wouldn't do that because we don't give a shit, but at the time we we did, I think, uh, pull the interview down and edit it. And yes, it was indeed the same chick who was DJing in a club where Axel was hanging out many years ago when we were doing all those goofy, uh, you know, countdown to Chinese democracy shows. Uh, so, that, yeah, so now this same DJ chick has ended up in a metal band, which uh, I guess she's been in for a while, Huntress. I guess you could say the chick's easy on the eyes, right? So, I don't know. I saw some some one of the PR press releases I was sent was, like, arguing, is she too hot for a metal band? I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, let's uh, let's listen to this. I actually thought this wasn't bad. I thought the band was pretty good, and I, I didn't know. I kind of I have to say our experience with her uh, when she used to be called Tuesday, uh, T U E S D A E, wasn't wasn't the best because she was like again freaking out. She said absolutely nothing controversial about Axl Rose, just that she had hung out and spoke with him. Uh, and then was demanding that it be taken down. The whole thing was kind of goofy, actually, because I don't think anybody really gave a shit anyways. But, um, yeah, uh, I think we did did her right. We took it down like she asked. Again, I don't think we'd do it today. We'd probably just leave it up. But, um, anyways, she's resurfaced in this band, Huntress. And I tell you, I, I think they, I, I thought the album cover artwork was, was very cool that I saw. And I don't think they sound that bad. I actually kind of like it. This is Spell Eater by Huntress.
What you just heard was the band Huntress, and that song was called Spell Eater. A chick named Tuesday, who I guess were formerly known as Tuesday, maybe Jill is her name now, uh, and she was actually on Talking Metal for an interview a long time ago. Maybe we'll get her, get her back on. We'll talk about Axl Rose. <laughs> nah, just kidding. All right, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I appreciate that you guys have listened to the episode. Let's read an email here. Hey, guys. It's Eddie here. I wanted to write you to thank you for a great podcast. I first heard you guys back in the summer of 2007. I guess I haven't written into you guys yet because I'm a bitch. I had already liked metal, but in the summer of 2007, it went to another level. Before 2007, I loved Metallica and Pantera and Ozzy, but I couldn't understand how people could like the vocalists in bands like Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. I have heard ACDC's Let It... After I heard ACDC's Let There Be Rock, I I immediately went out and bought the Highway to Hell and High Voltage albums. After that, all of a sudden, I was researching bands and their history. I understood Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. I loved everything. Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Engve Malmsteen, Rush, The Doors, Montrose, ZZ Top, Robin Trower, The Who, Led Zeppelin, Thin Lizzy, Van Halen, Slayer, Stevie Ray Vaughan, UFO, etc. I accept the whole rock scene. I don't have... I don't have anyone to talk metal with, so finding your podcast midway through the summer of 2007 was a godsend. Even today, I prefer listening to you and John over watching that metal show. The only thing I'd compare you guys to is metal evolution. You guys have done a lot of cool things on the podcast. The awesome jams, which showed us you and John can fucking play. Wait, Dude, wait until you see the new ones that are coming. They're freaking... I'm so excited for them. Uh, the crazy episode with uh, Zach Wilde that can't be copied by anyone. So do you guys keep in touch with Burt Gabriel? Lots of laughs. Uh, not really. Maybe a little bit. Not, not so much. Uh, <clears throat> your hangouts with Bumblefoot were always cool. And then he goes on to be in fucking Guns N' Roses. Uh, actually, believe it or not, I used to know Bumblefoot a long time ago and didn't really reconnect with him until he joined Buns, Guns, Buns and Roses. Guns N' Roses. So... Um, it didn't really quite happen the way you're describing, but uh, cool, man. And you guys introduced us to CC Banana. I remember about a month after hearing him on your podcast, I was watching an ESPN show on location before the Super Bowl, and I see this fucking banana walk behind them. Sure enough, it was CC. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was uh, down at the Super Bowl. And you turned me on to some cool bands, Shredding the Envelope, Swashbuckle, Joe Stump, the Sean Baker Orchestra, Michael Angelo Badio. Uh, I sure as hell wouldn't have heard Steve Vai's collaboration uh, with or what the fuck? Oh, I know who that is. Or I don't know how you say her name, but that Michael Jackson guitar player chick or or Yathi without you guys. I know you, that that was John brought us uh, that song. By the way, the one you're referring to. Um, I know you two guys are busy, but I hope Talking Metal stays stays alive. Rock on, Mark and John. P.S. The last podcast, 380, was awesome. Cool. And I'm trying to think. Oh, this is from Eddie. Eddie, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, Eddie Trunk sent that in. Just kidding. Just kidding. Eddie, um, Eddie P. 
I'm always nervous about giving last names out on the podcast. I don't know. But Eddie P., thank you, dude. And P isn't his last name. It's P is the initial that starts his last name. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'm done. Let's end it with something cool. What can we play here? I'm trying to think. This is a band that's been getting a lot of talk in the press lately. I've listened to them, and I like them. I, I, I am not completely blown away by them like some people seem to be, but I do think they're good. They're called Christ, Christian Mistress here on Talking Metal. Take care, guys. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.